Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. My name is Deanna Baumgartner, and I am the founder and president of Employers Advantage, LLC. We are a small HR firm of about 10 people strong, and we provide HR services to other small businesses across the country. I am excited to talk to you this week about all things HR. The topic this week that we've been going through is what I like to call HR this, not that. HR this, not that means we take a look at some workplace issues, policies, or practices that might be antiquated or done because that's the way things have always been done, or may even be done just because that's what the business owner or managers think should be done, and they might not even know. That's the not that part. We then turn those things around into what should be done. That's the HR this part. Today, our HR this, not that topic is workplace communication. Since the beginning of time, communication has been an issue in the workplace. It seems that it always ends up number one, if not in the top three complaints of employees in the workplace. This kind of goes back to what we touched on yesterday. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, it create on creating opportunities for open and honest communication. There has to be an opportunity within an organization for people to provide open and honest communication going both ways. This isn't one-way communication, but going both ways. So our HR this is open communication. Our not that, one-way communication. If anything, communication from the employees to managers sometimes can be just more valuable or important as communication from the managers to the employees. So we all know that there is nothing worse than asking people for feedback and then doing nothing with it. I can guarantee that after you survey people once and don't follow up with something afterwards, you won't get feedback again. You won't get valuable feedback anyway. And the follow-up doesn't necessarily have to be resolution. We know that people sometimes just want to know that they were heard. So If you're going to do a feedback survey or you're going to ask somebody for feedback, help them understand what that means and what the next step is going to be. Maybe it's, you know what, thank you for that feedback. At this time, there's um, nothing we can do with it or whatever. I mean, obviously, use better terminology than that, but let them know what to expect. We're gathering this feedback because we're considering this. Thank you for the feedback. Here's what the results were. We will be following up in the next three to six months with possible resolutions. Like set the expectation with communicating with people. And then you won't run into issues where you might ask people for feedback and then they don't hear anything about it and they get frustrated and then you want more feedback and they're not going to want to give it because they don't ever hear anything back or they don't see any changes. So just keep that in mind. It's all about setting expectation. Over-communication is one of my favorite things. I probably over-communicate with my team, and that's okay, because over-communicating is kind of my goal. 
over communicating and being transparent, particularly in a remote or a hybrid environment, is crucial. It's crucial to remember to over communicate and be purposeful about putting information out there for people to have. When you're in a remote or a hybrid environment, that can be isolating and people can feel disconnected. So it's up to the leaders and managers and HR to help people feel more connected in that type of environment, whether it's connected to their coworkers, connected to the organization, connected to their manager, whatever the case may be, over communicating and being transparent and being intentional about the communication is the responsibility of us in HR and leadership. Having communication tools in place are essential, but it's how they're used is what really counts. You can have all the communication tools in the world, but if they're not being utilized, then they're pointless. And you're going to continue to run into the same problems that you've had before with communication. We had some clients, of course, over the pandemic that had never been remote. They were in offices and then went remote for the first time during COVID. And of course, they wanted to maintain their company culture and communication which was strong, um, but they weren't really sure how to do that and make that shift. Well, of course, they implemented things like Slack or some had moved to Microsoft Teams and things like that, even Zoom. But then they couldn't figure out why people weren't using it. They implemented it and they're like, hey, by the way, we now have Slack or we now are using Microsoft Teams. Have at it. But people, again, weren't using it. Because it's up to the leaders to be intentional about setting the standards and driving people to utilize those communication mediums. It was new for everyone. So just like in any change situation, there has to be a champion of change to drive it forward. Typically, we know that to be HR and leadership. So that needs to be the priority, um, even if it's not a remote or hybrid environment. There has to be a priority from management to over-communicate and be purposeful about the communication that goes out. So if you are using things like Slack, for example, set up channels in Slack based off the type of communication that's applicable to your workplace and your culture. Let people understand what the purpose of Slack is, the information that's out there. Um, Maybe it's that the leader or the manager or even the HR person Uh, sets a cadence of communication that gets pushed out there. Every Wednesday, there's a HR tip, a benefits piece of information or something. Because the other thing is you cannot expect people to remember everything, of course, (laughs) or know everything. And so, especially when they may have only been told once, maybe they were only told once at onboarding or as part of their recruiting process or even within their first 30, 60, 90 days. That's a ton of information to take in in a very short period of time. And so having purposeful, intentional over-communication helps reiterate and reinforce all of those things to keep them top of mind for employees. So one, again, it continues to create employee engagement that we talked about a couple days ago. It reminds people of the benefits that are available to them that we talked about on Monday. And just it continues to allow people to understand the value that they have in the position that they have within the organization. 
So again, you could set up a Slack, you can set up a chan- HR channel, you could set up a, um, you know, a fun channel so that there's silly things that happen in there. Um, but it is up to HR and leadership to be intentional about that. For some reason, over the years, historically, um, you know, managers and leaders have felt that information about the company, whether it be financials or the like, is um, not something that they share with employees. But I don't think that has to be the case. Employees, the more information that people have, the more they understand what's going on and they're comfortable and confident in the job that they're doing. They're comfortable and confident in the company that they're working for. We share financial information within my organization on a regular basis. If not monthly, we share them in our quarterly team meetings. Because I think it's important for people to understand what happens behind the scenes, what happens um, in financially with the organization. How does the organization run? Why do we make certain decisions versus other decisions? And it's all because we're sharing the information they understand how the processes work, they understand how the operations work, and then they're able to function in the capacity of their role, knowing those things in the back of their mind. They know how everything impacts the financials and the organization as a whole, and even their coworkers. So the reality is, there is absolutely no reason why there should be limited communication in any organization. There's nothing wrong with being over-communicative, being intentional about the communication, and creating engagement with employees. Again, having communication tools in place are essential, but we have to work with them. We have to utilize them and make sure that they are being used for what they're intended to be used for. Create an opportunity for people to feel safe to come forward and and provide information and to provide feedback. Maybe it is during a um, performance management session, if those are done, hopefully not annually, but at least quarterly, maybe even informally on a regular basis. Create opportunities for two-way communication to happen. Um, One of my favorite analogies about in real-time feedback, I'm huge about real-time feedback. Oddly enough, as an HR uh, organization, we don't do structured, I guess is the word, performance reviews because we're constantly talking. We're talking on a regular basis. We're providing feedback back and forth on a regular basis in the moment. And so, one of, again, going back to what I was saying, one of my favorite analogies if you can picture a football game happening and the coach is on the sideline, the team is playing, the quarterback throws an absolute bomb, it doesn't go anywhere. Maybe it even is the game losing toss. And then the coach doesn't say anything for an entire year and waits to the end of the year to say, oh, by the way, in this game back then, here's what you did and here's how you need to fix it going forward. It's insanity. It doesn't happen. So in football games, it's immediate feedback. It's immediate um, resetting of the expectations and going forward. And that's what should be happening in the workplace. 
It shouldn't wait until the end of the year or the beginning of the next year. Um, same for recognition, not just for performance correction, but for recognition, same thing, immediate, in the moment, real time. It should be happening. So then people know what they're doing correctly and know what they might not be doing correctly so they can have the opportunity to fix it. And it doesn't create any long-term problems. So over-communicate, be transparent, have the tools and resources available for communication. Just be open and have fun. Thank you for joining me today. Tune in tomorrow and we're going to talk about workplace policies. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.